You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with you all on this Monday, kicking off a week's worth of podcasts. Even though the Pelicans over the weekend went 0-2 with losses to the Dallas Mavericks and the Houston Rockets on the second night of a back-to-back. We'll talk about both these games. There was good in there. There was bad in there. We'll break them both down for you. And then talk about tonight's upcoming game against the Golden State Warriors, the winless Golden State Warriors after two lopsided losses. Do the Pelicans have a chance in this one? Probably. But we'll take a quick look at that as well as one or two other things that I've seen with this team over the weekend. So let's dive into it in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. Let's start with Friday's home opener, a little bit more subdued maybe than we were expecting because of the lack of Zion Williamson. Also, the rain was just terrible here uh, on Friday. Uh, But the Pelicans dropped the game 123-116. The crowd, though, was excellent in the Smoothie King Center despite the weather. The intro video was absolutely awesome. And the in-arena experience, definitely an upgrade from last season. If you were into all of that and cared about all of that, you're going to like going to games more this year. But the end result was still a Pelicans loss and you saw some good and bad in this one and the good news is the Pelicans were in it till the very end they've been in all in all of their games uh till pretty much the very end though this one maybe got away from him with that Luka Doncic three-pointer that he banked in that basically sealed the win for the Dallas Mavericks but New Orleans has some bright spots they have some bad spots and I guess we can start with Drew Holiday who's the leader of this team and we're going to talk more about him either tomorrow or Wednesday I'm not sure just yet yet, but we need to look at his play, and he was injured in this one to the tune of missing the game next uh, on Saturday against the Houston Rockets, but he started off pretty poorly in this one, only going 2 of 11 from the field, 0 for 3 from deep, did finish with 8 assists, 4 rebounds, and 8 points, but that's certainly not going to get it done. He struggled a little bit against the Toronto Raptors, he struggled in this one, and it's just getting off to those kind of slow starts, slow season openers that we've seen from him in years past I think that's the biggest thing is that he kind of does this there's been a lot of changes for him whether it's role whether it's personnel and as a point guard who does try and create for others but also works off ball and needs to kind of find the space and the spacing on the court to be able to score when you're integrating all of these new guys and just six holdovers from last season he's going to struggle But you know what? For how they've built him up being the man, and sometimes he just needs to be allowed to dominate, he's not doing that, and that's disappointing to see. He doesn't look nearly as aggressive as he could. He doesn't look like he's trying to necessarily score, though he is ripping a lot of open shots, which is good. But the aggression just isn't there. Defensively, he he is excellent, and we'll dive into more on that uh, when we spend a segment just kind of looking at his game. But he struggled in this one, and it's a big reason why the Pelicans lost. 
But if you're looking for some excitement, it's got to be Brandon Ingram, who was outstanding in this game. There's really no other way to put it. 25 points on the night on 10 of 20 shooting, 4 of 7 from deep, 8 rebounds, 3 assists alongside 3 blocks. He looks good. When he's allowed to be the kind of main guy, the go-to scorer, and you run the offense through him a little bit more, it's working. And now that he seems a little bit more comfortable and he's kind of letting the offense flow through him and not forcing it, I feel much better about what we've seen from him. The three-point shooting is excellent. This is better than he's really ever done. Four of sevens, 57%. That's good. That's what you want to see from this guy. And him looking for his shot and being willing to go and score, I think, is kind of needed on this team that's still getting themselves together. When Zion returns and they try and run more of the Alvin Gentry kind of style system, which is more in the fast break, I wonder if his numbers will suffer. But they're playing more of a half-court game right now. They're playing their type of half-court game getting into their offense early on in the shot clock. And they took 98 field goal attempts in this one. The pace was 104, which seems low. But then you see they took 98 shots. That's pretty good. They're not playing slow. Their half court has been lightning fast. They're just not getting into transition as much as they'd like to. And other teams are playing slowly, which affects that pace number. So right now, I don't know if it's the most accurate thing to really look at in terms of representative of how they're playing on the court. 98 shots is a lot. Uh, and Brandon Ingram is kind of reaping the benefits of Drew Holiday struggling, of Zion being out and being the main guy offensively for this team. Defensively, he was good. Kristaps Porzingis um, of ES. ESPN. Our good friend Andrew Lopez says it was two of seven when Brandon Ingram was guarding him and Porzingis in this game was very good. 24 points on the night, eight of 17 shooting. He was also three of five from deep, but he was two of seven according to Andrew when guarded by Brandon Ingram. When I pulled the numbers on that, I saw two of six, but it's missing a shot and it might be that one for whatever reason um, on the NBA stat site. So he's either two of seven or two of six. That's pretty good defending on basically one of the better scorers in the league, a guy that almost no one can block when he shoots from three. And Brandon Ingram playing that type of defense absolutely excellent other good performances from new orleans here Derek favors was eight of ten in this game getting to work early when the pelicans didn't have the scoring punch from drew holiday who was over five in the second quarter Derek favors did it he rebounded he scored points 16 points seven rebounds for him not too bad josh hart was his usual josh hart self 16 points nine rebounds he got into the starting lineup against the Rockets. We'll talk more about that and was also awesome. He has been maybe the MVP for the Pelicans so far, other than Brandon Ingram so far this year. Frank Jackson got in on the scoring two, four of nine from the field, 10 points. Nikhil Alexander-Walker, same amount of minutes as Frank Jackson, two of nine for six. And it was that backcourt of Frank Jackson and Nikhil Alexander-Walker that kind of sparked some life for the Pelicans in the third and the fourth quarter. Just wasn't meant to be. They weren't able to get it done. Lonzo ball in this one took 12 threes no that's too many it was three of 12 finished with 15 points on the night six of 16 shooting 0 for two from the free throw line did finish with eight rebounds five assists it's too many threes for him if they're not falling like that i like that he's ripping them and taking them but look to drive and score that way that aggression being able to go at the basket not being worried about getting fouled and going to the free throw line something we want to see from him didn't really see it in this game. Bit of a disappointment overall. Luka Doncic, by the way, really, really, really good. The Dallas Mavericks basically could do what they wanted offensively. And we're going to look at the defense this week too because 
there's some trends that are developing that aren't good. A lot of open three-pointers, a lot of shots at the rim, and not a whole lot of mid-range for Pelicans opponents. I think Dallas took just six in this one um, that are outside of the paint, inside the free throw line. Not what you want to see from an opponent that's an efficient shot chart that's going to give you a lot of wins. I think that's definitely part of the reason this team is 0-3 right now. And if you thought Brandon Ingram played well in this game, wait till we talk about the Houston Rockets and the night that he had in, again, another loss for your New Orleans Pelicans. We'll touch on that in a moment, though, because today's edition of Locked on Pelicans brought to you by Indochino. Indochino is the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. Start your style upgrade now with $30 off your total purchase of $3.99 or more at Indochino.com when entering Locked on at checkout. So the same old story continued on Saturday night, second night of a back-to-back. The Pelicans traveled to Houston for a one-game road trip, taking on the Rockets, and then ultimately fell 126-123 against James Harden and Russell Westbrook and company. Kind of the same old story. The song remains the same. They were in it till the very end. There was a lot of good. There was a lot of bad. They were without Drew Holiday in this one, and they just weren't able to get over the hump. And when you watch this game, it, it very much feels like what Alvin Gentry's saying, which is they're a work in progress. You know, there's 79 games left to go for this team. They've only played three. It's not like there's 10 games, as he said, left. And rotations will come together. Guys will develop chemistry. And we're just very early on in the process of everything. And you should feel good about that because even though they're not winning games and all three were winnable, all three, they could be three and oh or two and one very easily, I think. And maybe we, again, we need to adjust and maybe not put it in play pencil them in in the playoffs but you're seeing this team come out well and if they improve just a little bit they'll start winning a lot of games that are going to make you feel really good about the future this game though was all about the guys who just came over from Los Angeles Brandon Ingram Lonzo Ball and Josh Hart we should start with Brandon Ingram because he had an awesome night 35 points on 22 shots four of seven from deep 15 rebounds and five assists in this one for him. He's good. He was a really good scorer. Again, four for seven from deep is awesome to see from him. Got to the line more so than he did against the Dallas Mavericks too. I think that's something he doesn't do a ton of. And it'd be nice to see him do that a little bit more consistently and be a very good scorer that way. This was one point off of his career high. He was basically unstoppable at times out there, helping this team rebound when they need it, scoring when they needed it, playing pretty good defense too, and facilitating the ball as well. Five assists is a very good number for a big man. He just looked good. You should feel really good about Brandon Ingram. We were all a little bit nervous after watching him in preseason, but once the game started to count, this dude has come alive. The other big guy in this one, I think, was Josh Hart getting the start, uh, running in a backcourt of J.J. Redick, Lonzo Ball alongside Josh Hart. And Josh Hart has been the MVP of this team other than Brandon Ingram. And you could almost give it to Josh Hart over him because he's been that important to this squad. 23 points on the night, 17 shots. He was 8 of 17, 5 of 12 from deep. Three rebounds in this one, but more importantly was his defense on James Harden. Harden put up 29 points. He's going to do that. He's a very, very good scorer. But he did it on 8 of 29 shooting, including going 2 of 18 from deep en route to 29 points. 29 points on 29 shots for Harden is pretty bad by, by all measures. And when defended by Josh Harden, this is according to the NBA Stats website, which, by the way, when I'm pulling it is 
all sorts of wonky right now. It's like the numbers don't quite add up, but it gives you an idea of what's going on. It says that when Josh Hart defended James Harden, Harden was one of 10 against him. One of 10. That seems pretty good for three total points. And you saw it really at the end of the half where trying to run down to launch a three-point attempt, Harden lost the ball after being defended by Josh Hart, basically three quarters the length of the floor, couldn't get the shot or got the shot off, didn't go in or couldn't get it off. I forget exactly what. And was so frustrated, he bounced the ball off the ground and it launched right back and hit him in the face. And then Josh Hart had the most memeable reaction to it. That whole sequence was pretty funny, but showing you the frustration that they were causing James Hart. This is a guy who's not used to working that hard to score 29 points, and the Pelicans limited him tremendously. Now, again, the shot chart story remains the same in this one where they were living at the rim, shooting threes, but that's also what the Houston Rockets do. You just like to contest the shots in the paint, in the restricted area a whole lot more than what New Orleans did. Um, but it's, again, a growing team. You've got Derek Favors for that. That'll get a little bit easier, too, once um, Zion Williamson steps back into the lineup. Favors wasn't the best in this one. This was a bit of a struggle for him uh, as Clint Capella kind of got the best of him early on. Capella, by the way, with 15.6 rebounds. Uh, but really, you saw it from Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, and then Lonzo Ball put up 18 points in this one on 13 shots because of his 4 of 9 shooting from deep. The Pels launched 53s in this game took more than the Houston Rockets. That's saying something. Again, didn't get in the fast break as much as you'd like to see them, but early offense in the shot clock, it's not quite seven seconds or less suns, but it's not that far off from it at times. Lonzo Ball also chipped in 10 assists, no turnovers on the night. That's basically a hyper-efficient evening for him. He was very good in this one. Down the stretch, just New Orleans couldn't get it done, whether that's People being tired, coming together, just not being able to do it because they're young guys. It's kind of the case. You saw J.J. Redick miss a key three. Kenrich Williams missing a key three. Maybe you don't want Kenrich Williams taking it. Um, and then just everyone kind of struggled shooting. The Pels weren't great from the floor in this one with the backup unit. So the strength of the team, the bench unit, didn't really come through as much as you would have liked, though Nicolo Melli did get into double figures points-wise. But defensively, from these last two games, you've got to tighten this up. Too many shots at the rim, too many threes, though that can kind of be a little bit by design, and I think partially it is too. But the defense in one-on-one -on -one situations does look very good, and you saw it in this one, giving James Harden all sorts of issues. Now, Russell Westbrook was a bit of a different story. He scored 28 points on 17 shots from the field, 9 of 10 from the free throw line, along with 10 rebounds, 13 assists, a triple-double for him, which is what he does. He's just tough to defend. That guy is so fast. And even though the Rockets might have a little bit of, I don't know, discord kind of going through everything there, um, with James Harden and Russell Westbrook kind of getting into it with each other after some of the games this year, though it seems like that's their relationship and it'll be fine, you can see what he brings to the table for this roster, he just can bolt to the rim and score. And when you're worried about that, you've got to defend James Harden a little bit differently because it takes one pass from James Harden to go hit Russell Westbrook, who is going to fly towards the basket. And then if he just turns around and kicks it back out to James Harden, 
Something's going to be good there, either that the rim or the James Harden look after. He was excellent in this one, Russell Westbrook, with a triple-double. Pelicans got to get a little bit better. Again, couldn't get into the fast break, play their style of game. They're playing fast, but I don't know if it's exactly the way they want to play fast. We'll take a look at more of that also um, at some point in the next week or two. We've got a lot to cover. And then we've also got a game tonight, a game day here in the Crescent City. We'll talk about that game coming up in just a moment. Don't forget, subscribe to Locked On Pelicans wherever you get your podcast from. Here Monday through Friday, breaking down everything you want to know about this team. We're going to talk Drew Holiday, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, Lonzo Ball, the defense, the offense, all in the next two weeks. I really want to dive into all of those topics now that the season is underway. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast from. Leave a five-star review and tell a friend. All of those things really help the podcast and keep it free in five days a week for you all no one else coming to you with this kind of frequency breaking down all the topics that you want to hear get your podcast or get locked on pelicans wherever you get your podcast from it's a game day as the new orleans pelicans are set to take on the golden state warriors at home in the smoothie king center this is a matchup featuring two winless teams this is not the golden state warriors of the past five years things are a little bit different now they're still going to be good But now maybe you don't actually put them into the playoffs automatically, though I still think they're going to make it. But 0-2 for Golden State, and this is after on Sunday they got absolutely drubbed by the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder, 120-92. The Oklahoma City Thunder had a 42-point lead in this one. Basically no one outside of Steph Curry did anything. Steph Curry only in this game finished with 23 points on the night. The next leading scorer was Draymond Green, and then it was Marquise Chris. And then Eric Pascal, Omari Spellman, and then D'Angelo Russell, who was 3 for 10 in this game. They're struggling. They'll be able to put up points, and New Orleans is going to need to be wary of that and play better defense with the starting unit. Because when you do have D'Angelo Russell out there, Steph Curry and Draymond Green can probably take you somewhat far. But there is absolutely no depth to the Golden State Warriors. And if New Orleans is looking to get their first win, they can definitely do it tonight against this team using their depth as the reason why. And we've seen that be a strength of this roster the past couple of games. They've really done well and not get blown out when the starters aren't out there. You can probably route the Golden State Warriors backups. Uh, Damian Lee's playing 17 minutes. Jordan Poole is playing 23 minutes. Uh, Jacob Evans, Kai Bauman. Have you heard of almost any of those guys? I have because I cover the team, but I don't think most people do. Also, I actually had no idea who Kai Bauman is. That is a name I just looked up. I don't know anything about him. He played 12 minutes against the Oklahoma City Thunder. That's the type of depth or the lack thereof that this Golden State Warriors team has. But they're still Golden State. They can shoot threes really well. They can get to the rim pretty well. And that's what New Orleans has been having a lot of trouble with. Plus, they are going to come into this game pissed off. Apparently, frustrations boiled over is the quote after the loss, the big loss to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Despite how bad they're playing and not being great, this is definitely not a game you want to take lightly because they can likely come in and then shoot lights out. And all it takes is Steph Curry going something like 10 of 12 from deep to kind of uh, tip the scales in their favor. But New Orleans has a really good chance to win this one. We don't know if Drew Holiday is going to be playing or not. We should get an update at some point today regarding it. But they don't really... 
have much that can cover both Brandon Ingram, maybe, and Lonzo Ball, and Josh Hart's probably going to be a key in this one, too. And if they can hit their shots, maybe get out more in transition than they have been and play that quicker pace that way rather than the half court, they can get a win. I think this is really going to come down to the backups. Does Nikhil Alexander-Walker finally have that big scoring game we all hope for him? Frank Jackson, too, has a moment to really impress in this one. Kenrich Williams, Nico Melli, all of these guys can really have big games. And if they do, I think New Orleans is going to get a win. Again, all three of the losses have been pretty close. You've got to feel pretty good about what you've seen from the team so far as they're growing. And when they do start to put things together, and tonight would be a great night to do that, I think you're going to see victory start to roll off for this Pelicans team. We'll see if they can do it tonight against the Golden State Warriors. So thank you all for listening. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Pelicans. Don't forget, subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. Leave a five-star review. Tell a friend to get them hooked on this. And as always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And we'll be back with you all tomorrow to break down the game.